We could do Redneck Riviera. What is it? Bad. <laughs> can I pass? You absolutely cannot. It's required that you now have to drink redneck. When, that's the it's redneck the curse. Redneck Riviera. It's the same thing as like when you see Medusa and she turns you to stone. When you look at Redneck Riviera, you have to drink it. everybody to another episode of this is my bourbon podcast i'm your host perry and i got curtis and swan back with me what's up man hey hi hey <laughs> hope everybody's doing better than curtis is right now car dealerships are awful <laughs> <laughs> early tips and bits don't get kelly tires <laughs> don't get kelly tires one two if you get tires and they don't offer a warranty ask, ask about, about the warranty <laughs> Anyway, that's Kurt's night. How are you doing, Swan? I'm doing great. I've already had a drink. It's been good. Yeah. Yeah. It's been nice. You have to catch up, Kurt. Yeah, I know. I haven't <laughs> had dinner yet. I mean, this oh, is going to be... This is dangerous. <laughs> Sorry. Let's go for it. Let's do it. Uh, flying blind. That's what we start the show off with. I blind the guests with, with something. They don't know what it is. It's actually got quite a bit of nose to it, but not like an ethanol nose. It's like a rich nose. Yeah. I was going to say it's, I want to say like 84 proof. I'm going to go ahead and say it. You're not far off. Okay. Yeah, it does smell kind of light, but it's got like a sugariness to it, I would say, on the nose that I kind of enjoy. Yeah, I, I it kind of reminds me of like, like Evan Williams a little bit, like the single barrel. It doesn't taste like it. No. It doesn't taste like Evan Williams. Just on the, just on the nose. Yeah. Woohoo! Peanuts. Peanuts all the way down. But it's funny because the peanuts don't hit me until like middle of the palate. Yeah, same And then once it goes into the finish, um, that's where that starts. Like a Cajun peanut. At the end is where. Cajun peanut? Like a. Yeah. Yeah. I see that. Towards the end is where you got some of that spice. Kind of light on the the front, right on the tip of the palate. I don't. I don't mind this though. No, I kind of like it. It's pretty oily for a lower proof bourbon. Mm-hmm. This would be a good like hot summer day, sitting out yeah. on your back porch, not trying to drink like Elijah Craig barrel proof or anything. Yeah. <laughs> Sipper. That's intense, man. It's like ninety <laughs> degrees outside. You're just, just like sipping on some slamming. Elijah Craig. No, you're slamming Elijah Craig. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just slamming barrel strength. Bartender, give me another. Perry, you're on your back porch. <laughs> I said... Give me... Bartender. <laughs> I just turned into a, a Lucille from Arrested Development. Yeah. Get me a vodka tonic. Mom, it's breakfast and a piece of toast. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like this. It's a good pour. Yeah. It's a little young, but... I think it's a little young. I guess I don't know. Well, it's supposed to be older than the standard offering. Or it used to be. But this is Old Crow Reserve. Oh, okay. They don't make this anymore. I saw you get that bottle, but I didn't know it was a liter. Yeah. I didn't realize it was either until it got, got it in the mail. And I was like, oh, it's a whole liter. 
anyway, this is uh, our, our good friends Chad and Sarah over at It's Bourbon Night. Um, they love this bottle. It was one of their favorites from uh, the early days. I could see it being a good intro for somebody. Yeah, yeah I'd be able to. Might be a it's little very rich. approachable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But anyway, so I, we were talking about the age, and um, it says Old Crow Reserve is aged a full year longer and bottled at a higher proof, which isn't saying a whole lot. I mean, Old Crow is like 80 proof, and I mean, what, two to four years old, something like that? So. Yeah. <laughs> It's not going to be that much older. I, I was think. almost spot on the proof, though. Yeah, you really were. 86. Two points. So, yeah, not bad at all. Anyway, it's good stuff. Mm-hmm. For sure. When's that from? Not old enough to have it that says font. A, it says a 19 on the bottom. It's not from 2019. I'll say <laughs> that much. Um, I am not finding a laser code. So, I'm not sure. I will try to find it and get back with you on that in the future. But you know what we can do while I'm looking for this? Um, I can ask you guys, what have you been drinking recently? I've been drinking Wild Turkey 101 <laughs> and Old Ezra Cast Strength. I had that when I was over here last yes. time. Yes. So here's a funny story for you. Um, we recorded an episode on Saturday, and uh, it's going to make it to the Patreon feed. <laughs> because we recorded it after we'd been drinking for most of the day. Mm. and it was not fun no it was fun <laughs> it was fun it sounded okay at the time but looking back on it i'm like Ooh. I, I oh have you it. listened to it already <sighs> just no, thinking he's back not, on he's not it heard now. it yet oh, just okay. thinking back but on it now all i can say is dustin i'm sorry yeah so anyways we got we got done with the recording and swan looks at me and goes what do you have that i can just chuck <laughs> <laughs> He was like, I'm about to get messed up. What do you have? It's like two weekends in a row. I've just come over and got <laughs> absolutely sloshed after a podcast. It was fun, though. Yeah. <laughs> it was a good time. But anyway, I pulled out the old Ezra Barrel Proof, the seven year. Mm. And uh, that was Swan's drink of choice for the rest of the night. He got really interested in our cats. Took a little bird bath, huh? He did. <laughs> oh, bird bath. I couldn't imagine he an entire swan it. inside of a small bird, bird bath. <laughs> Kurt, what have you been drinking recently, buddy? Truthfully, not much. That's fair. Which is unfortunate. I definitely want to be having more than what I've had. Um, but I've been sticking with the Henry McKenna. Yeah. Um, that's about it. Yeah, that's about it, man. Okay. The reason that Swan and I got drunk on Saturday was because uh, my good friend Dustin came in. And so he, he always brings good stuff. And the best like, chicken tacos. Oh my gosh, it, Misty made these unbelievable fried, like deep fried chicken tacos. Mm. Oh, dude! They are now from now on going to be synonymous with bourbon, and I'm going to miss them. Yes, yes. I think I might have a couple left over too. Oh, so. I don't know about that. I don't. I don't <laughs> need leftover tacos from Saturday. Yeah, I guess that's all right. <laughs> you haven't had dinner. Do you want them? Maybe later. <laughs> <laughs> not right now that's fair enough anyway so so dustin always brings over good stuff uh he brought over his 1984 wild turkey eight year oh, 101 i think it was uh, wild it was a, a italian export mm-hmm. i believe so, so good man so good one of one of my favorite things that he's brought over uh he had a 14 and a half year old knob creek pick um called you're my boy blue that's beautiful. And it had the, it had blue on a, as a sticker on the back. Oh, okay. It was great. 
It was really it was a really interesting pick too. Um, not tip, not a very typical Knob Creek single barrel palette. Um, still good, still really good. I've had more of those uh, Liquor Barn Elijah Craig picks that I've been harping on recently. The eleven year and the twelve year old picks. Oh, so good. What happened with that? Because I never saw any Elijah Craig picks, hardly at all. And then within and like the last up. six months. I don't know, man. It's just everywhere. I have no idea. It's like Knob Creek slowed down, so then every liquor store in the world was like, Elijah Craig. You need some more Elijah Craig. Yep. Which I am, I'm fine with. Yeah, absolutely. Totally fine. Especially if we're getting 12-year-old picks. I mean, yeah. it's like having Big Red 12 back. Yeah, it is. But like a different Big Red 12 every time you walk in the well, liquor yeah, store. Well, yeah, for sure. For sure. But... What's cool about those picks that they just put out, and I originally thought that it was just nine to 12 years, they picked five barrels, at least five barrels, from what I understand. Hmm. Each of them was a, a different year. So the youngest was eight and the oldest was 12, and everything in between was in there too. That's cool. That is wild. And it's, it, I kind of feel like it's a, like a Pokemon card thing. Like I want to I wanna collect them catch all. Them all. <laughs> I want to catch them all. <laughs> Um, just so I can see all the you know the different profiles behind him and everything. But anyway, that's about it for me on what I've been drinking. How about we do this episode? Let's Heck go yeah. for it. Okay, so uh, we did something different this week. We're going to do, what, what are we calling this? Brown bag episode. Brown bag whiskey paper Wednesday bag. night. Okay, let's just do brown bag. That sounds fine. <laughs> brown paper bag. Brown paper bag bourbon episode. Yes, that's it. All right, moving on. Um, we're just we're just bringing blind pours for everybody, um, except for the Redneck Riviera, which Swan is definitely going to be trying here in a little oh, bit. No, <laughs> in which I will be having the wild turkey spiced. <laughs> yes, you're both very lucky in that in that degree. No, we're not. So, unfortunately, because of Curtis's evening that he's had, he wasn't able to bring anything. So, the weight of this has fallen on the shoulders of myself and Swan. But really, it's totally fine. Thanks, it guys. <laughs> nah, it happens, man. Don't worry about it. Swan, do you want to go first, or do you want me to go first? I'll go first. I'm okay. not nervous at all. It's fine. This well, Redneck Riviera Is it staring at you? It's just staring at me. Yeah. I need to try it as well. No, is it because you love the branding? No. No. <laughs> I know it's because you love the branding. Have no. you seen this? No. It's, Let it's me get you a so close-up stere- look, buddy. It's so stereotypical. That's what I love about it. <laughs> Redneck Riviera. What would you think? Work hard, play hard. <laughs> Let's see what else we can find. Do you want me to keep this? I think concealed? what we have to do is uh, Curtis and I are just going to have to look away. Yeah, that's fine. So, <laughs> Just to read the back of this even more. Redneck Riviera whiskey is a full-bodied, delicately smooth spirit perfect for when you are ready to get down. G-I-T. <laughs> And take a little time to rewind and simplify. Read that. Have you gotten to the point yet of what it consists of? Like what's in there? Oh, 95% American light whiskey uh-huh. aged two years. <laughs> and 5% American whiskey aged at least one year. <laughs> you couldn't stretch to get it 100% American light whiskey aged two years. No. We just, the 5% adds a little something. Well, maybe it does. Maybe it does. You never know. Um, it's it's 
I'm going to let you guys try it before I say anything. I can't wait. I'm excited for you to try it. I can. I can wait. Everything about when you are ready to get down. G-I-T down. Welcome to the the Redneck Riviera. Can we look back now, Swan? Yeah. Does it say get her done anywhere on here? No, it it just says get down. Oh, that's close enough. Subtle oak finish. All right. Subtle. I think subtle might be an overstatement. All right. I don't even remember. I didn't look at the proof on this one, but... That'll be a surprise for me, too, I guess. It's been a long time since I've had this. Okay, okay. And I've actually had this with Perry. It's been a long time, and when he had it, he did not like it. Oh, boy. You shouldn't have said that. Yeah, no, I want to see if it's changed at all. See, but that's why you shouldn't have said it. I honestly don't even know what this could be. We've had so much over the past couple of years. There has been multiple expressions of this that you've had, and you've liked all of them Except for this one. Well, the I nose like the, is good. I like the nose a lot. Yeah. It's very caramel forward. Yeah. Once I start to roll around a little bit with it, I kind of get a, um, like an herbal note. Yeah. I get, I'm getting a lot of the, the grain note too. Really? When it's I, rye heavy. That's what that is. Yeah. When I first had this, I remember it being super, super tobacco heavy. And it's opened up quite a bit. It's kind of changed that herbal thing that you you were talking yeah. about. Yeah, yeah. There's not there's not really anything like fruity on the nose or or like floral. Maybe actually maybe just a little bit, like just a hair of like a. Gosh, it sounds weird, but kind of like a hydrangea. It's very light. Mm. All right, I'm curious. It's earthy on the palate as well. Yeah, getting like a little bit of soil. I was thinking the same thing on the front it's, end. It's a bad thing. It's just like it, it's very rooted in the earth. But what's funny is that like I, it kind of has like a grittiness on the front end of the palate. Like I, 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 I can feel it rubbing against my taste buds. I'm getting a lot of like dark notes. Dark notes. Dark, earthy, earthy herbal. Not... Not kind of the savor, like the sweet, savory dark notes, like chocolate or dark, you know, black raspberry or any of those. I'm getting a lot of earth. I I am kind of getting like a dark brittle flavor on the back end of the palate, and I'm not mm-hmm. entirely sure what that is. I actually don't like this that much because it's got so much of like a tea herbal thing going yeah. on going on. Yeah, it is like herbal tea, and I, I just I don't I don't like tea. So for me, this isn't necessarily my thing it's kind of like when i get coffee notes on stuff i'm not a big coffee fan either so it kind of deters me from it but look i i I don't hate this no Mm -hmm. no i really don't do you you have any idea what you think it would be i'm curious honestly no because there seriously like there have been so many things that you and i have tried together over the past couple of years and you said it's a a specific release? Yeah, it's the standard release of something that we've had before. And as soon as I pull it out, Perry's going to be like, what? Hmm. It just tastes like it's watered down. I know what's going to happen. All right, I'm going to go ahead and pull it out. Perry's face. I don't know what this could be. Huh. It's Wathens. Wathens. It's a Wathens single barrel. Yeah. It's a single okay. barrel. Okay, where's the... Well, I mean, they're they're... We have Wathen's Barrel Proofs. I think we've had two or three of them, yeah. right? And they've all been kind of 
similar-ish in profile, kind of the darker notes, a little bit of the herbalness, but I feel like the proof has always been the saving grace for this, and this is yeah. not not the barrel proof that they've been putting out. This is 47%. So 94? Yep. Hmm. I I really don't mind it. I yeah. mean, it's it again is not my favorite, but I have no problem with drinking this. And uh, it may be that my my palate has kind of started to gear itself towards darker notes. And mm-hmm. we've talked about this before on the show. Yeah. That I, I just I, I gravitate more towards darker flavors now. But I, when, when did I say I didn't like this? I had you over and we tried like three or four different bottles. And I think you directly said this is my least favorite thing I've had tonight. After having three or four different pours. But did I did I say I just straight up don't like it? Mm, no. You said it was your least favorite thing by far. I could see that being accurate. Yeah. And I don't know what the other pours were. I just sure. remember thinking, like, this is sat on my shelf because <laughs> of it. Because I was like, eh, <laughs> exactly. this is not. Exactly. We were drinking BTAC that night. <laughs> oh, God, I wish. <laughs> no, this is back when I was like, come check out my collection. And I had like three bottles. <laughs> the other... Additions uh, of of Wathens I've had has a lot of peanut, like mm-hmm. peanut and nut, like a nutty flavor. Yeah, I'm not getting it on this. I don't know if the other one, uh, you know, renditions you've had are, but I'm actually getting. So I just I just finished my glass. Now that it's opened up a little bit, I'm actually getting like a, and it's interesting. It's kind of like a chocolate covered. Walnut, maybe a peanut. I think it's a peanut, actually. Okay, kind of remind, but it's like a like a dark chocolate. I could kind of see that, but it's still just so herbal tea to me that it's like canceling yeah. everything else out. Mm-hmm. I totally get that. That was interesting. Thanks for bringing that back out. I don't know when the last time I had straight up Wathens was. It's been a while for me. I don't think I've had it in a long time because I've had this bottle for going on probably two years. Solid. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, this was when I first started like looking for bourbon too, and I was like, oh, Albert T. Lee. <laughs> it's, it's definitely not. <laughs> yeah, you sold me that Elmer T. Lee, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought so. All right, my turn. No, my turn. Get away with that! What is that? Yeah, are you serving us? It's sweet tea. Sweet tea. Yeah. No. It's in the mason jar. Is that moonshine? <laughs> it might yeah, be moonshine, I can actually guys. hold this up for you to, to look at it so that I don't... It, nothing about this will give it away. I have one question. Yes. I have lots of questions. <laughs> so, did you receive this bourbon in this bottle, or did you transfer it so we didn't see it? I will not be taking questions about the status of the container in which this bourbon is housed. I'm concerned, Uh, but usually this means it's going to be really good. Perry's stone face. He's not giving anything away. I bet it's Redneck Riviera. (laughs) (laughs) Nah, it's not. Not with the color on it. Ooh, okay. Doesn't smell like no redneck Riviera, does it? No. Huh, does it, Swan? 
This is dusty. This has got to be dusty. That or it's like kind of like that warehouse or like the uh, Camp Nelson thing where it like imitates dusty. It smells like it's dusty. Yeah, yeah it's mm-hmm. got something like that going on for sure. I just want to hide my, my mason jar so that it doesn't. It's another actually... one that's on the the more uh, darker note. Oh, yeah. This is sure. darker note, but this is like caramel heavy. There's something kind of savory about it too that I'm picking up. Like kind of glazed like ham. Savory. I was gonna say I was gonna say kind of like a um, a lightly, not like a super aged country ham, but it's got like a salty ham sure. note to it on the nose. Please tell me I can find this on the shelf. Still not taking questions. <laughs> Dang it! This has to be dusty. That's good. I I had a little sip of this last night. Just just cuz I was curious. And I was like, "Oh my gosh. <laughs> this is incredible. That is so good." Yeah. I have no idea what that is. I it's a profile that I've never had. I will say this, it is off profile for what I have experienced in this realm before. (laughs) What I've experienced in this realm and then knowing that it's a dusty, it's either got to be pre-fire or wild turkey. I've had other dusties. I know, but like, those are... Like knowing me? Those are the ones I know that you can can designate the profile, I'm sure, because you've got quite a few of them. That's fair. I'm leaning more towards turkey than pre-fire but you said it's off profiles so i have no idea <laughs> just guessing whatever it is it's yeah I it's think good it's, i agree on the turkey this is the because i still have a little bit of <laughs> you still you still feel that turkey pull yeah <laughs> you're like <laughs> i don't know turkey about pull. This. yeah exactly <laughs> i think that it, it definitely is a turkey um, but it's older, so I'm sitting here going, all right, I can get on board. This is the cleanest Dusty I have ever tasted. Like, it doesn't have as much funk to it yeah. as I would have expected. And yes, it is a, it is a Dusty. I'll just go ahead and <clears throat> and say it. So no, Swan, you cannot get it on the shelf, unfortunately. Dang it. Um, if you just, like, sit and chew on it, it's like... Having like a Thanksgiving or a Christmas like dinner, like a ham or a turkey. If you just sit and chew on it, it has this like gravy kind of glaze. This is definitely oily. Because I took a drink of water and I was like, Mm. that didn't cut it. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) Oh, that really opens it up. Yeah, that's what. Oh my gosh, it's it's like a fantastic Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. <laughs> you know, like the the everlasting gobstopper. Yeah. Oh no, you're talking about the, the, four the, course, the gum. Yeah, the yeah. gum that's like gum. a four course yeah, meal. Yeah, yeah. All so, right. As long as I don't change into a giant blueberry, I'm cool. You with it. will not. I can confirm that will not happen. Yes. You ready? Yeah. This is. A 1980 
eight-year-old Wild Turkey 101 hey. from a decanter. Oh, okay. This is a, a decanter turkey. And I bought this expecting there to be the decanter with it. And this is what I opened. <laughs> it was this mason jar with 24 ounces of sweet, sweet turkey juice. <laughs> but let me tell you, I was a little disappointed that I didn't get that big, beautiful turkey decanter along with it. as well. So did you ask him about it or whoever you bought no, it No, I of? just misread the post. <laughs> oh, no. It was my fault. Yeah. I should have paid closer attention. He to said... 24 ounces and that's it yeah yeah it said juice only but it's all good i love it it's still really good man i'm telling you it really is one of my favorite dusties if not my favorite dusty i think i've ever had it's it's just so clean and so approachable i think i like that better than the jim bean black that you've had that 78 black Mm -hmm. that yeah stop Mm -hmm. that I think it's Blas- better, man. Blasphemer. <laughs> I'm still the 78 fan, but we oh, all Oh, don't get me wrong. I love the 78. Yeah. This is very good, though. Yeah, it really is. I think I like liked the 78 a little better because it was more had more of those traditional bourbon notes that I was looking for. This one, to me, is very savory. Which I think is really good. I think I just prefer yeah, that. Yeah, I better. agree. I just, like, I want to spend more time with this one. Like, it just, it's so good. It's so dark, too. It is very it, dark. It, it, it's darker than, you know, I, I mean, I've had other eight-year 101s, of course. Have you seen, like, the Texas whiskey that gets super dark? Uh-huh. It looks like that. Yeah. I just the that. color. Well, mine's gone, so. Mine is, too. You get you a Perry pour, man. Oh, great. All right, Swans just poured us his next blind. Wow, it's really maple syrupy. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's just because it's like that or it's just such a contrast from the wild turkey we just had. I don't know, man. I'm getting a little bit more ethanol on this one. I am, too. Maybe cast strength or higher proof? I don't mm-hmm. know. Maybe. Swan's playing coy over there. <laughs> it's maple syrup and Christmas spices. There's some gingerbread on the nose as well, is what I'm yeah. what I'm picking up. I mean it's for sure cast strength though. There's, I'd be surprised if it weren't. There's a note on here that I get I feel like would give it away. So I'm gonna try to refrain from giving it until afterwards. Yeah, it's like Christmas spices on the palate too. Mm-hmm. And I get a lot more of my note that I was talking about. On the palate and the nose. You know, it's funny. It is kind of savory on the palate as well. Yeah. This is almost like, like Christmas salt. dinner again, but like more of the dessert table. Yeah. I'm getting more of like a salted car- caramel. Yeah. Yeah. So he's picked up on it. I, I kind of said more of a brininess mm. a little bit. Okay. Like yeah, yeah, pick- yeah. So like the okay. salted caramel. Yeah. yeah kind of okay. picking up on yeah, that a little for bit. sure. I'm getting a little bit of the barrel influence, more of that charred. It does remind me of going on a barrel pick. And when you thieve it, the, the bourbon right from the barrel. 
and it still got the oak chips, mm. the charred oak chips floating around in it and everything. So I totally get that. I'm on board with that. Right, you know what it is? I would love to know what this is. One is Jefferson's Ocean Cast Strength Ooh. Voyage 10. I have okay. not had this pour in a while. Yeah, so the, that's why I didn't want to give away the brininess because a lot of people attribute like attribute the um, the ocean releases to have some sort of brininess. Uh huh. Um, and then I have to imagine being sloshed around basically in a <laughs> in a barrel is going to give you some more of the the oak flavor. Oh yeah. yeah. So um, that all makes really really good sense. Yeah. yeah, I I personally really like this, and I'm not a huge Jefferson's fan. Like the the regular stuff, I'm not a big fan of. Yeah, I'm the same way. The Twin Oak was it was it was good. Oh, I love the, Twin Oak. Uh, the Chef's collaboration. Okay, maybe I am a Jefferson's fan. <laughs> Chef's collaboration <laughs> was pretty good. Stuff into it. Uh, I liked I like some of the finished stuff. Some of it's a little much. Like I, I like the, the sher- Groth cask. The yeah, what? The Groth was really Groth good. is really good. The Sherry cask, not so much. Yeah, yeah. But I I think that overall they have really good product. What what batch is this or this voyage is, this is voyage 10 ah. uh, it's one of their cast strength ones and it's I, older it's always been one of my favorite cat or excuse me one of my favorite voyages yeah i think that's kind of universal it's definitely worth picking up i think this and voyage 8 were cast strength and they were both really good um and i actually saw that they do picks of this hmm. not voyage 10 but i saw a voyage 16 pick yeah i've seen that too which just, is just strange yeah. yeah and just for somebody that's just like kind of getting into bourbon jefferson's ocean how do they do it? What's it near? You know, just kind of to go, go this, behind the... Yeah, this is kind of a point The that story I, behind Jefferson's Ocean. Yeah. I kind of wish we had brought up on the finishing podcast. Would you consider this finishing? Because it's... Basically, what they do is they, they put it in a barrel, and then it sits on a ship, and it just goes from what? Was it coast to coast, pretty much? No, it goes on different scientific um, voyages. Yeah, so... Because they have, like, a, a log on it, too, right? Uh, I think so. Or Which, if they don't have it on there, you can find it online somewhere. I yeah, believe. it may have had like a neck tag or something I took off. Mm-hmm. Um, but it'll kind of show where it's gone. And I guess the point of it is, is barrels basically in the warehouse stay stagnant for the most part, unless you're like Maker's Mark, where you tend to rotate the barrels instead of leave them in one part of the warehouse. So it's activating more of the, you know, char or the charred part of the barrel yeah. with the stuff that's inside. Which is kind of a cool concept. They've done it for a lot of them. They're up to what voyage like sixteen or seventeen now. So, uh, and I think only two or three of them have been cast strength, and this is definitely one of the ones people point to as the favorite. Mm -hmm. Because that, from a branding perspective, oh yeah, it's top notch. Even from a scientific perspective, and just like from a bourbon's perspective, it's something different. So we we talked about quite a while ago bourbon gimmicks, Mm -hmm. and I think that this could potentially fall into the gimmick category but i think that it's it's done well enough to where the gimmick aspect of it kind of gets overshadowed mm-hmm. you know what i mean like if it were if it came back and it was just this black tar nastiness <laughs> you know that nobody yeah. wanted to drink mm-hmm. it, it, it would still be considered a gimmick but i think that it's become synonymous with an aspect of their brand where the gimmick has just kind of been overshadowed and that's jefferson's as a whole they're just experimental yeah exactly you know that's Uh that's just their that's their thing which is great like i think even some of the newer releases have been weeded uh yes they have 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. So to your question, though, I do not consider this finished. And I, the, the reason really is because it doesn't fit the definition of what a finished product is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not being re- removed from its original barrel and then rebarreled into another container. So no, it's not finished. Yes, it could potentially be a gimmick. There's definitely a lot of effort good on them, and they do oh, yeah. fetch a price oh, yeah. for it because of what they do to it. Uh, but I, I personally think this bottle was worth it. I can't say much for the other voyages because I've only had about four of them. Mm-hmm. And I've had this one, Voyage 8. I got to try Voyage 3, and I think I had one of the 16. Somebody did a pick, and they were giving out samples of it at the shop mm. for like five bucks or something. Okay. And um, this is definitely my favorite out of all of them. That I've had. Cool. Well, thanks for that one, Swan. That was good. Yeah, was I good love one. revisiting stuff I haven't had. You've you've done a good job of bringing stuff back that I haven't had in a while. That. Yeah, yeah, I've got plenty of old stuff I've not had in a while at my house. I need to just start bringing it on occasion and let you try it. Yeah, please, please do. All right, pour number two from Old Pear Bear. I like the color. I do too. It's kind of uh, golden. Kind of an amber. Skip straight to the nose. This is wildly different. Cherries? Cherries and buttered toast. Is it a weeder? Are you asking me if the product itself is a weeded bourbon? Yeah. Who's to say? <laughs> it's not a lot of rye on it, so I mean, I'm it's a possibility. <laughs> no, it is a lot sweeter on the nose than uh, mm-hmm. I would have anticipated. Yeah. I did kind of get like a citrusy note on there too. Kind of like oh, lemony. on the palate, man. That citrus note really happens on the palate. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. This is gonna sound real weird. Have you ever gotten one of those cocktails with like the dehydrated oranges? Oh yeah. Have you ever bitten into one of those? Yes. Just like that. Yeah, I that's get what that. it is. Yeah. I totally get that. It's like that. a mix of lemon and orange. I'm still yeah. picking up some of the like buttery flavors, though. Like there's I don't know why we it seems like we all went with like savory notes tonight. But there's kind of a know. saltiness to it. I, I like this. I like this a lot. I like this mm-hmm. a lot. I I mean other for, than the turkey, I think this might be my favorite thing we've had tonight. I'm gonna veto eh. We'll let it. We'll let it stand. Wait, where do you stand with it, though? Oh, I think I, it's really good. Yeah, but I don't think. No, I was just gonna say that I don't think it's a weeder anymore. Mm, okay, I just really like citrus, so this is hitting this all is the marks very, for me. Yeah. The 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 more I get into it, the less citrus I'm actually tasting. Really? Yeah, I'm starting to get some of the the darker, kind of more oaky notes on there as well. Mm. More on the finish is where I get the the oak charred barrel influence. I get that, but I'm still getting a ton of citrus up front. Like it's oh, like yeah. the very I first agree. thing that hits yeah. your palate. I bought this on a whim. I this is only my second bottle of this that I have ever bought. Um, buy more. <laughs> I can I can do that. This is Wild Turkey Kentucky Spirit. <laughs> what? Is it a pick? It's a pick from Liquor Barn. Okay. I never buy these, and I don't know why. So, I I love American Spirit picks. 
or American Spirit single barrels mm-hmm. in general, because they are basically single barrel versions of Wild Turkey 101. And I think that this one is really indicative of that, where like there are some of the Wild Turkey notes that you kind of pick up on. There's a little bit of the rice spice. There's some cinnamon to it as well. But I don't ever really get citrus on the standard offering of Turkey 101. But on this one, I definitely on this got one, citrus. It's definitely yeah. there. No, it's like the almond butter has taken a push to the side. and I don't get it at all. Citrus has shown up. I don't get yeah. any nuttiness. This is like almost a wild turkey cocktail. It really is. Yeah. I'm not getting like that, that odd pull, too. Yeah. That odd bitterness. Yeah. I, Which is, I think, why the citrus separates it from that. Yeah. Sidebar. I'm glad I vetoed my weeded. I'm glad you did too, because yeah. it definitely wasn't a weeded product. Yeah. Um, sidebar though, do you guys like the new packaging for Wild Turkey no. American Spirit? Trash. <laughs> I don't understand why they went with the bronze. None of their other packaging has that. Standalone, it looks it's... fine, but if you look at the rest of their lineup, it doesn't have that. So it's, it's the label. It's grown on me. I like it more. But it doesn't have the iconic status that the the feathered, like the turkey feathers had. I don't even care about the bottle. I'm just meaning the bronze the, label. Yeah. Take the bronze label off, I'd probably buy it more than that. If it weren't the bronze label and it were the color of the cream around the like the actual information label, sure. would you like it better? Forget that. I think I would. I take probably the, would. Take I think, the bronze off and just make like a, a white on on the glass. I feel like I'd like that. I almost. could see that. They don't really do a whole lot of on-bottle printing. Yeah. No. Um, but I mean, if they if they went with this cream color as the base of the label and used the red from their branding for the text and some of the accents, yes. I think that would actually be a lot more interesting. Mm-hmm. I think the bronze is just kind of out of place. I agree. I think my problem with the bronze label is that it looks like. DIY. It looks like homemade. Like I just bought, I bought uh, bronze paper. Like I see that. I bought bronze labels and was like, hey, there we go. That bottle also kind of looks weird without a neck tag. I don't know what it is. I'm all right with the that, bottle. I I understand that they yeah. went to the that bottle because that's it's the rare breed bottle. It's the rare breed bottle. Yeah. 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 And and I'm not even a hate. I'm not hating on the bottle. I'm just meaning like that bronze label. Yeah, I, I, I really don't mind the bottle shape at all. I know that some people have had issues with it, but I think that this one in particular, I I like the ergonomic feel of it. I mean, it's easier. To, it's yeah. a lot easier to hold than the, the old bottle was. Yeah, yeah. Um, apparently, they were having trouble with just... Just breaking. It's it, it just breaking, yeah. yeah. So I, it, it makes sense that they went to the new bottle shape. But in terms of the, the new branding, yeah, I, I'm... I'm iffy. Just update that label. Yeah, I agree. I'm fine with everything else. Just update that label. And it also doesn't help that like, I'm Wild Turkey is one of those brands that they could never change, and I'd be okay with it. Yeah. For me, it's just like Maker's Mark. I never could think of anything Maker's Mark could do to make that packaging look better. You know, I I said for a long time, and I mean for crying out loud, my senior project was redesigning Wild Turkey. Mm Mm-hmm. If they they stuck with what they have right now, I'd be okay with it. Yeah. But that being said, I mean, I, I I want more people to be drawn to their packaging, to be drawn to the label. 
So if they get with the times, that would be that wouldn't be in their worst interest. No, it wouldn't be. But I also want it to be like the well kept secret. Like Henry yeah. McKinnon was just ugly. Yeah, it still is. And I love it. I actually it. like Henry McKinnon. Really? Yeah. I it I don't I don't mind it. The tax that stamp much. on it is just overkill for me. <laughs> Looks like really? fake printed money. Ah. Uh, uh, okay. okay, I could see that. Yeah. Sure, I could sure. see that. Plus, it's green, and it's typically a rye thing. That's true. Think about that. All right. I got one more pour. All right, man. I hope you guys are ready for this one. I got a heck of a suicide bottle going. <laughs> you taking this all home with you? Yeah. Um, believe it or not, and the podcast listeners may know this, Perry pours a little bit heavy. A shocker, uh, but it leaves you with a nice little suicide glass at the end. If only there were a term for that. I don't know about that, champ. <laughs> All right. So my lovely wife Lucy brought this bottle up for me earlier. This is not Old Granddad One Fourteen. Is the cloudiest Old Granddad One Fourteen I've ever seen. This is dusty. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say it. It's dusty. definitely dusty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is more of like the stereotypical nose from the dusty. The last one had it for sure, but this is like in this your face. This is that funk. Yeah. I could get lost in the nose on this. Dust bunny for sure. Yeah. I don't know what you just poured, but I thank you. But I'm here for it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, this is, this is weird. It's rich. It's really rich, but it's not very often. I've had a few drinks, and I get another drink that gives you that initial like tingle you get from your first drink, and I just got it with this. Yep. This is That's special. one of wow. my favorite things I've ever had. Honest, honest to goodness. I was about to Hand say... Hand to God. <laughs> I mean... Dude, this might be one of the best things I've ever had ever had i i honestly i think i'm gonna agree with you this might be the best this <laughs> it might be the best thing i've had period curtis i guess wow look man when you know you know that's all i'm saying yeah one of my top ones is just a weird a weird bourbon for me like i never buy it but the dusty version of it i love and it's that fighting cock yeah it's uh-huh. still one of my favorites it sits there for you i, I would put it up next to the b-tac it sits there for you it's anytime nuts. you're here i'm telling you man it's this like a, this is like I'm an orange a, cream soda orange cream soda i even on the on the uh back of the palate i'm getting more of like a a smoke like a smoky flavor. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I think it's a, it, it surprisingly for me is kind of rye heavy. Like I I get the spiciness of it. I get the darker notes of it as well. Man, this is so good. <laughs> oh my god. Curtis's entire world just got flipped upside down and I love it. I'm I don't here know if for it. I'm here for it all day long. <laughs> I don't know if it's the best thing I've had, but it's up there. But it might be your favorite thing. 
I think it's second or third. Second, definitely. What's it behind? Probably that uh, that George C. Stag that we just had last year's Stag. Yeah, yeah. So With- you're saying that last year's Stag is better than 2017's William Larue Weller? In my opinion, yeah. okay, fair. No, that's fine. They're very I just want, similar. I'm just trying to make sure that we're on the, the same page. I think these three are just like they're on an Top upper. Notch. They're on upper echelon. These three are interchangeable. Oh, I, I think don't that's think fair. I can. Pick. I think that's fair. <laughs> I just love that there's a sentiment of value with that bottle, and the way that I found it was just the dumbest thing. I walked into a drive-through liquor store, and she's like, "Hey, honey, we got your name on this list." I got you a WLW if you want it. And I'm like, yeah, I'll take it. I didn't know that story. <laughs> yeah. And oh so my like, God. And I just, didn't know it either. There was just a bunch of people in line with like 30 packs of Budweiser. And I'm just standing there like, yeah, sure, I'll take it. And I paid like $105.99 for it. And I took it, <laughs> took it home. I just remember it was literally like the third episode. And we're just like. Oh, I think it was the second episode. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. We sat there and, That's just, amazing. and just said, yeah, this is great. <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> is this the future of the podcast? I guess so. You got to start somewhere. All right. Curtis, do you want to know what this is? I know. I have a feeling it's probably like turkey something, but go ahead. It's not turkey. Okay, good. This is a 1979... Jim Beam, 100-month-old, 80-proof <laughs> decanter. Um, the decanter itself is sitting up there. Um, 100 months is roughly about eight and a half years. Even at eight and a half, like, 80-proof is just right. Like, th- this is good. We've made you drink enough turkey. If you want the rest of mine, you go for it. <laughs> Curtis, I would be willing to give you another full pour. Of this, too. <laughs> this is this is special. I, I agree, man. So, we were talking about how this is a little cloudy. This did come from a lead decanter. And I haven't had the time to, like, fully filter it. Okay. So, I and I don't know if it's going to work or not, but I'm going to try to stick it in my fridge... And do a poor man's chill filtering. Because, I, I mean, it could maybe get some of the sediment out. Right? Um, but, yeah, it's it's a, it's a little cloudy. <laughs> so, say that again. What was it? Lead? Yeah, it's a lead decanter. Hmm. I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> <laughs> but it's really good. Lead paint. <laughs> Which does would Curtis? That you can totally have another pour of it if you want. Would that matter? I don't know. In small doses, no. But if like all you drank was bourbon from a lead decanter, that would be a problem. I yeah. mean, you'd be broke, but <laughs> no, you'd you'd be fine. Yeah, yeah. honestly, um, from a health standpoint, you would be fine. All right. I mean, they used to have uranium glasses, too. That was the thing. They have, like, green glowing uranium glasses. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. So, I mean, 
the 40s was wild man <laughs> they really got <laughs> lead paint asbestos uranium glasses <laughs> they really got wild didn't they well that's all the uh the blind pours i have for this brown bag episode i have a proposition what's that what if we reviewed redneck riviera <laughs> i'm about it <laughs> let's do it because <laughs> we've had so much good stuff and this is not good enough to like be had first or last or anywhere in between i just want i i, I figured that this would be something fun for yeah. us to review or terrible i wouldn't be getting lead though right you're really concerned about this lead man <laughs> i am you're really, I promise you, you're okay. Yeah, okay. The small amount that you had, I mean, you had an ounce of that. Well, sure, sure, sure. Ounce and a half. There is not enough. But it wouldn't affect the the bourbon in any way, you don't think? Other than, like, making it cloudier? I don't think so. Yeah. I mean, what do you guys think comparatively with this? What do you mean? Like, out, out of everything we had? Yeah, just or in general. Like, I've, I'm putting this in my top three. Of all time. I think I would put it in... I would put it in my top ten. Maybe my top five, but I think I would put it in my top ten. Okay. At the absolute least. Yeah. With that being said, you've had a lot more than I've had. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, I'd put it, like, top 15, probably. Mm-hmm. There's just... I don't know. There is some newer bourbons I really like. Like, Bell Mead Cast Strength is just up there for me. It's just solid. Gotcha. But, oh, I've got, I've got some. Okay, Swan's already poured the Redneck Riviera. Where's the cap? Doesn't matter. Pour it out. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> no, I mean, let's, let's, we'll give it a fair shot. I yeah, mean, I no, don't, we, I don't we want to. Yeah. Have you had this? Yes. Okay. Yeah, so my first sip of this was through a straw, a la Cletus Nose Whiskey. Um <laughs> So again, 95% American light whiskey, aged two years, 5% American whiskey, right? Aged at least one year. Look, it doesn't smell that bad. It's just, it's just light. It's light. It's not bourbon. It's not like oh, it's bourbon. It's definitely not bourbon. <laughs> the, yeah, so. It's not bourbon. I'll read <laughs> those. You would be wrong. Yeah. If you called this bourbon. I'll read the slight description. It's kind of the front. A small batch whiskey with vanilla honey smoothness and subtle oak finish. They hit the nail on the head. That's exactly <laughs> what it is. I get the honey. Emphasis oh, on There's subtle. There's a lot of honey. Vanilla as well. It's borderline like a, um, almost like a flavored whiskey. At least on the nose. A little yeah. bit, just not as strong. Yeah. This might be bad to say. <laughs> it smells like a foot. <laughs> I don't even know if I want to try it. How does 80 proof hurt so much? It doesn't burn. It just tastes bad. It tastes like a foot. <laughs> it's a foot. This is a serious podcast that we take very seriously. Oh, man. Seriously, though. It's not it's like a foot. If I'm going to compare it, though, let's do this. If I was going to compare it to, like, Kentucky Gentleman or Kentucky Tavern, 
This is better. This is better. It really is. And yeah. it's roughly in the same price range. Uh, okay. Kind of, right? Uh, let, let's... Uh, hold on. I... If, if we're talking about, like, good-ish... Nope, I don't think... <laughs> Take a second drink. <laughs> Curtis changed his mind. If we're talking about, like, good-ish cheap whiskeys, I might put Kentucky Tavern over this but i haven't had my second sip yet. and just being from kentucky though no You'll one i can get a top. bottle of jts brown for You'll the put same kentucky price? tavern over that i put kentucky tavern over it thank oh, you <laughs> you can get jts brown for the same price in a in a 750 nonetheless yeah oh man i the way <laughs> seriously like, though, let's all right each person Go around the room and depict what you're... Depict the notes. Can I just depict the face that I had? No. Sweaty corn chips. I think, <laughs> I think, we, re- I think we really need to sit, sit here and go and think about it. Of What are the notes we are specifically having? Uh, it's, it, it tastes like... Not good. It tastes bad. It tastes like corn chip whiskey. Like, I I just get this overwhelming flavor of corn chips that are real stale, but were bad originally. <laughs> like, they weren't made with high-quality products. There's a little bit of, like, a... Uh, 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 a floral note to it, which I guess is kind of redeeming, but it's just not. It's not enough for me to make me want to drink this whiskey. It seriously just tastes like bad new make with two drops of like vanilla extract and two drops of honey. That's what it is. It it yeah. It tastes like flavored whiskey. Yeah. Or a flavored but white like, dog. Worse but so that. lightly but worse flavored that. that it's just it's not masking anything. It's like they wanted to say, I want people to have notes of stuff instead of overwhelming whatever. <coughs> and obviously it's working because it's killing two of the other people on this podcast right now. Uh, I think I, the notes. Yes, give us your notes. I finished mine because I couldn't, I, I just couldn't have that in my glass anymore. You want some suicide to no, get rid of it? No. Did you put the? Did you put some of that in there? No, no, no. This is all good stuff. Oh, okay. Minus the two dusties. It's like that's a palate cleanser right there. Yeah, you go it's to town like, on that, buddy. It's no good. It's no good. It's no good, man. The notes I would specifically give, I think you hit it right on the head with the base of it is a corn chip, <laughs> and then it's like. You put two drops of honey on it, but then you let it sit there with like some hummus. You let it sit there. You let it soak in, and then, and then you let it get moldy. stale because you forgot about and it. And then it got moldy. And it definitely got moldy. And it said, "This is so specific and so gross. <laughs> this is really gross." I and then don't know. It's like if you smelled a foot. <laughs> <laughs> You, you would be so put off by that. It's really not good. If you smell the foot, 
by Dr. Seuss. <laughs> Give me the bottle again. <laughs> From now on, I'm not buying anything that spells git as G-I-T <laughs> anywhere you. on the bottle. Yeah, Redneck Riviera. Work hard, play hard. When you are ready to get down. <laughs> and that's about right. That's what you feel like. That's what... It- I don't feel ready to get down. I want to chuck this bottle out the window. And I don't think I'm ready to get any of that down. It's disgusting. It's real bad. I don't see myself scoring this anywhere above a no. five. If you ever <laughs> have to literally go a small patch whiskey with vanilla honey smoothness and a subtle oak finish, if you need to describe that... You shouldn't be making this. All right, let's score it. Oh. Yeah, let's score it. Get this that over. That was a big flash of lightning. Sorry. Yeah, so what's your nose? Um, 0. 0.5. 0. 0.5. I think that was the most redeeming thing about it. Because <laughs> it's like, gonna, yeah, you uh-huh. get vanilla and you get honey and you get some sort of floral note and yes. you're like, yeah, but it's all counter counteracted by the horrible footnote. Yeah. I will give it chip a note. one. I'll, okay. I'll bump it up to a one. Okay. The nose is... It's, it, it is... It is a nose. Could you just imagine filling a <laughs> tennis shoe full of corn chips? That's it. <laughs> it's, like, it's like a van full of chips. <laughs> full of corn chips. It's like, like one some... of the old ones with shag carpeting. Yes. Oh, man. Yeah. Okay. Um, oh, you were thinking an actual van. He was talking about vans. I was talking about oh. vans. Oh, yeah, like what I'm wearing? Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. they're but smelly. I'm, I'm meaning like a... Bo- <laughs> I know this is going to get real specific. I'm thinking like a Bob Burnquist van that he used in the <laughs> X Games. Jeez. <laughs> just, right. I just imagine the A-team van just full of <laughs> corn chips. Uh-huh. True that, too. Wall to wall shag. Yeah. yeah. Uh, palette though, it's a zero. Zero. <laughs> it's a zero. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but you know, that's the thing. They're not going for perfection here. This is literally just meant. This, this is if one this, of the. If this isn't for people who are just looking to go to the lake for Memorial Day weekend, or I don't Labor even Day that, weekend, man. and and they're just no, I'm not. I'm not talking about the good lake people. I'm talking about the trashy lake people. Okay. No, this and they is just for want people that want to make a like bourbon and coke, and then make it half and half. <laughs> <laughs> Which there's nothing wrong with. I mean, if that's your thing, but just don't don't think you know what's great: half Woodford and half Coke. Like they're gonna go get Texas Riviera. Don't waste that, Pappy Junior. <laughs> Redneck Riviera. <laughs> there, there you go. Um, finish is non-existent. Zero. 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 Price, $15 for a pint. For a pint? For a pint. Zero? I'm going to give it a two. I'm, I'm going to give it a one. So a whopping one and a half for me. Give it a 2.5. Yeah, I, sure. Uh, I'll bump it up to a one. jeez. Uh, this is the worst It's really bad. review we've ever had. Is it worse than Benchmark? Yes. Yes, it is. Yeah. <laughs> By far. Benchmark gives me a headache. Me too. And this just, it, it doesn't give me a headache, but I'd, I'd rather take the headache. Does it make you want to fight somebody? Because <laughs> I kind of want 
You ever seen those videos of like geese and swan just chasing children <laughs> around the park? Makes me want to do that. <laughs> um, who signed this? <laughs> who who John, put their John Rich? Who put their approval on this? John Rich did. Who's that? I don't know. <laughs> We've got some questions for you, John Rich. <laughs> um, don't look. Don't buy Redneck Riviera. It's really bad. Spend your money elsewhere. If you can get it for fourteen ninety nine for a pint, go buy a bottle of JTS Brown I, or something else. I guess if you... Evan Williams bottled and bond. Yeah. If you really want to try, like... If you want to no, hit you the don't. Why, why would you really want to try this? If you really would want something, like, just terrible, just to be, like, have the lowest of the low, this is where you go. I mean, don't get me wrong. I did buy it. Because I was curious. I just, there's so much you can get for, and it's way better for better price. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, there's some stores you can go get Wild Turkey 101 for $16.99. Exactly. With a coupon. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'd rather do that, pay the extra two bucks. This is bad. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I just, I wanted you guys to know. Thank you. I wanted welcome. you to experience pain with me. <laughs> You know what I really hope? There is a laser code on the front, and I hope that in 30, 40 years, people are hunting down these laser codes and collecting them. (laughs) Because, I mean, people didn't like turkey 30 years ago. You know? And I mean, like, we're, we're hunting down laser codes now. I mean, wouldn't it be funny, though, if... In some weird form of America, people are are looking for a specific laser code of Redneck Riviera. (laughs) I can't even get through. Very ironic. I think here's the problem: when you look at what's the contents, ninety five (laughs) percent light whiskey aged two years and five percent aged one year. No, There's but that's the difference. thing is like Stephen Barrel in Frankfurt aged right. a minimum of six months. I'd take that over this any day. Even at triple the price. Would we even give that? I mean, I gave it a 2.5. 1.5? Out of 20. <laughs> I Maybe a 2. I don't know. You Part of me wants to give five. it a zero. But I think I gave it a one I think or a one five. You gave it a one point five. You just want to get drunk and fight people? Redneck Riviera. <laughs> Alright. Oh. Moving on. That was I'm sorry about that. Let's try to go out on a positive note. Yeah. We have a recommendation segment. It's called Tips and Bits. Where if we've been enjoying something regularly or recently rather, um, we recommend it to you. So, do you guys have any tips and bits this week? I got you. I'll start off. Um, do you guys read Stephen King at all? Unfortunately, no, I do not. I do not. Well, he, there's a, some of his stuff I'm not too big of a fan of because he's very, he's very wordy, like almost excessively so in some books. And this this book's no different. But like eleven twenty two sixty three, 
is a book that he wrote a while ago. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. and it's just a really strange concept. <laughs> it's for a it. Hulu series now. Yeah, that's what I was going to recommend, is the Hulu series. <laughs> oh, okay, great. Yeah, and so the, the book is really good, and the Hulu series stays pretty true to it. It's not too bad. They definitely cut out a lot of the crap because, like I said, Stephen King is very wordy, Yeah, especially in this book, but it is very good content. It's about an English teacher that uh, ends up going into a bar and finds out if he goes into the storage closet, it takes him back to, like... 1962 and then you can go back into the same area and it brings you right back to present day sounds like weird narnia yeah and no matter how many times you go there every time you come back it's only been two minutes i wish you could do that with bourbon oh oh my gosh yeah oh could you imagine like that 78 we just had go back and get 62 wow yeah and um makes me sad i know right I want to do that. Yeah, and they they put a lot of emphasis on, well, can can you stop the Kennedy assassination? Yeah, when you go back, and it's the whole thing is just wild, because it it kind of gets into the butterfly effect aspect of things and just uh, telling you not to mess with the past, and it's just kind of interesting. It's really cool. I'd recommend watching it. It's it's one of those like TV show movies almost, where it's eight episodes of. 50 minutes a piece and you sit down and you watch it and it's eight episodes and you're done. Yeah. And it's really good. For mine, I would say the Tim Ferriss podcast. Interesting. Uh, have you heard of it? No. <laughs> okay. So the Tim Ferriss... <laughs> Interesting. I have no idea. All right. Um, so the Tim Ferriss podcast, he specifically interviews like high performer, like high performance like uh celebrity kind of people in terms of what their routine is he he also interviews like how they do it specifics on how that those things are so it's like really a lot of like just self-improvement kind of stuff and i've been listening to him lately and that's been really really kind of awesome just to and it's anything and everything like from wealth to motivation to literally everything just self-improvement um, he has a lot of good uh, interviews with different people on that kind of thing. I saw Aladdin last week. How was Will Smith? Really good. Okay. Uh, if you go into it without the expectations of, you know, the genie has to be Robin Williams. Or Shaq. <laughs> it is well worth your time. I mean, really, it is a beautifully choreographed and and videographed movie. I think that it is really enjoyable. There were a couple points where I was kind of like, all right, like, let's just move on. Um, but I I found myself smiling during it. And really enjoying it more than I expected to. And I, maybe it has something to do with the 90s nostalgia and everything. It's not like it's without its flaws. I mean, it has certain bits where I'm, I'm left going, this could be better or worse or, or whatever. But I think that it's overall a really enjoyable movie. I can tell you something I'm not going to recommend, though. Um, I have this feeling. 
like the new X-Men movie, Dark Phoenix, is going to be terrible. I just... I, I don't think that they're going to do a good job with that movie. At all. It looks atrocious. The plot sounds atrocious. If you've looked up like how they've had to go back and reshoot and rewrite certain parts of it, there's no way that that movie's going to, to, to succeed. I mean, we're recording on, what? The 5th. June 5th, 2019. It's got a 17% on Rotten Tomatoes. Not good. That can't be good. So, anyway. It sucks that Deadpool did X-Men better than X-Men. Yeah. X-Men. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Curtis, how did you like the Game of Thrones finale? I was okay with it. That sounds pretty universal. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's hard. I mean, so I had a few people that were saying, like, this is terrible. This is, you know, like, how dare they? I think what they did was... There's no possible way of, like, there's no possible way of keeping to everyone's expectations. So oh, I, no. think, I think Absolutely ultimately not. the season itself and I think the actors themselves and the studio, all of those kind of things, they were just ready to be done with the, oh, for the sure. series. They've been doing this for how many years? Like 10? Ten. 10. Yeah. 10 years. Yeah. So they've been doing this for 10 years and I think... It's not a testament to how the show is ended. It's just a testament of everybody was like really exhausted. Yeah. With putting this high quality show up. So I think the ending was, you know, pretty good in that sense. They catered to, you know, the fan that has been watching this forever. They've catered to the fan of like, I think it was just an even. An even ending. Like, you can't be super mad about it, but you can't be, like, super thrilled about it. Sure. How do you end a once-in-a-lifetime kind of series? Sure. Yeah. You do it in the middle and hope everyone's, like, okay with it. (laughs) Well, that was Kurt's hot take on Game of Thrones. (laughs) I mean, what do you think? I, so, I, I didn't really follow it all the way through, but I know how it ended. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, it's not that I thought that it was disappointing because I didn't follow it in the way that a lot of people did, but I, I was left going, why? Yeah. (laughs) You know, and, and yeah, exactly. I mean, they're, they're given six, they've been given six episodes each an hour and a half. So you're basically given six movies to rush through the end of a story. Yeah. And in this case, they definitely rushed through it. And with my very limited knowledge of Game of Thrones, none of it made sense. You know? Yeah. Like, I I understand the characters. I understand their motivations. I understand why they do what they do. But by the time it got to the pat, like the 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 last two or three episodes, yeah. I was going, "This makes no sense." No. I agree. <laughs> like Danny would never do that. <laughs> do what? Well, I don't want to spoil anything, but 
torch the entire city? Yeah, I don't... Why would she do... It was she just this quick descent into madness. She definitely would do that. There's no... no she did not throughout, seem so crazy leading up to it. Throughout the entire series, she was constantly battling her inner like demon. She's right. like, oh, do I do this? Do I not do this? But I, I have one important <laughs> so question. Okay. I have one important question. Though. Yeah. Why did Jon Snow not pet his dog? <laughs> Good question. He did and at the end. And that's where I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave yeah. that conversation on Game of Thrones, which I am not qualified to have a conversation on by any means. I didn't it was, watch any of it. I will, <laughs> I will say it was definitely rushed. I think that's how everybody feels. They spent... The problem is they spent seven seasons of character development. Yeah. And then the eighth season... HBO, the studio, everything, they decided this is the last season. And they said, oh, no. Yeah, get it done with. Yeah. We got to mm-hmm. get it done. Yeah. I agree. So I don't think you can leave the legacy of Game of Thrones on those last three episodes. You got to look back and say, sure. Wow, this That's is fair. an amazing series. That's fair. Yeah. Well, that does it for Tips and Bits. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. It was a lot of fun, even though we subjected ourselves to immense horror and torture in the form of Redneck Riviera. If you would like to follow any of us on social media, guys, where can they do that? On Instagram, you can find me at KurtCon. On Twitter, Kurt underscore Con 15. And I'm at MyBourbonFinder on Instagram and soon other things, hopefully. We keep talking about that, but it's gonna it's I gonna know, happen. Man. It's gonna happen. If you would like to follow up with me, I am at PRater1492 on all social media channels. If you would like to follow the show, it is at my bourbon pod on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. You can send us a question or comment to this my bourbon shop at gmail.com. We always love hearing from our listeners, so please do that for sure. Bourbonshop.threadless.com is where you can find all of our apparel and merch. We're probably going to have a, not probably, we're definitely going to be having a sale coming up here soon. So stay tuned for that. More about that on social media, of course, and the podcast as well. If you have not done so already, join our Facebook group. Just search This Is My Bourbon Group and uh, you can become a part of that. It's all just for listeners and fans of the show. We would love to have you in on that. Give us a five-star rate and review on iTunes. That really does help other people find the show and get people listening to what we really do enjoy doing every single week. This is my favorite part of my week, is getting to do this podcast and record it and, and make it something special for you all. So the more people who get to hear that, the better. So please, please, please do share it around. And then finally... Patreon.com slash podcast is where you can become a patron of the show for as little as a dollar a month. It really does help us out. We are getting ready to revamp some of our tiers um, in terms of what are the benefits that you get by pledging a certain amount of money each month. Um, so stay tuned for that. Uh, exclusive content coming to uh, particular tiers. So, yes. Again, no pressure, as always, to be a patron of the show, but it definitely does help us out. So one more time, patreon.com slash podcast if you would like to donate to the show every single month. I think that about does it for us this week. 
Thank you all so much for listening. Curtis and Swan, have a good rest of your week. Thank you all for being on. You too, man. Hey, thanks, buddy. I appreciate it. We will see you next week. But until then, I'm Barry. I'm Curtis. And I'm Swan. And this is my Bourbon Podcast.